It's the last Fan Fiction Friday of the year. Let's see what Mariners trades you cooked up here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Friday, December 29th, 2023. This is Todd Gonzalez and a very sick Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-D-O-N to get yourself started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode. It is Fan Fiction Friday, the show where you submit your Mariners trade proposals and we grade them on the 2080 scale. 80 being the best, 20 being the worst. Let's get into them. I'm going to start here with Daisy and the Dingo. Bryce Miller to the Rangers for Adelise Garcia. Turning up the heat right out of the gate. Coming out with a banger. Start the show. The final show of 2023. Barring any moves. You know, we've got to say that after the whole Christmas Eve debacle. But uh, yeah, this is a banger, but it's not going to happen at all. No, I'm out here trying to game six this thing like Jordan, except my task is much harder. Right. Uh, Colby comparing himself to Michael Jordan within the first two minutes of the show. Sure. I mean, naturally, I may be sick, but like I'm still bringing it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, never going to happen. So for realism, it's like a 20 because I can't go lower uh i mean you can no one said you can't i mean i think the spirit of the game is that you can't but uh you know ty's never been afraid of cheating so there we go Mm -hmm. uh yeah never gonna happen uh i get why because like for bryce miller six years of bryce miller you would really want a player like adolis garcia who's better than randy rosarena uh, you get them for three years or uh, maybe four. I'm pretty sure it's three, though. Um, you get them for three years, and, and you know he certainly helps, and he's a good player. And you look at what Texas needs. They're going to lose Jordan Montgomery in free agency, probably. Uh, DeGrom and Scherzer, both out for most of, if not all of next year. Uh, they have some pitching, and they also have some issues with their RSN, uh, and they're using that to justify, apparently, allegedly, not spending a ton this winter. They still could, but... The reports out of Texas are is that they are kind of doing the same thing Seattle is, where they're not really going to, you know, blow up the payroll as much as they thought they were going to be willing to do. So uh, you can understand why they'd have interest in Bryce Miller. Obviously, the Mayors will have a lot of interest in Adolis Garcia, but it's just not going to happen. They're not trading. I don't think either side makes this trade uh, because yeah. you also have to remember these two teams are battling each other for the division in theory next year. So, mm-hmm. uh, very little incentive for either side to get a deal done with each other. Uh, and even so, like, I don't think Texas does this uh, because Texas has the pieces in their farm system. They could just go get Dylan Cease without touching their major league roster. And that would be smarter of them to do. So, yeah, uh, I think on the very surface level, you could look at it and be like, oh, well, you know. Yeah. Mariners need, some, need a, you know, kind of a, a Robin to Julio's Batman. And, and they're also really good friends. So that would be fun 
and the Rangers definitely need pitching. Uh, but there are just other ways for these two teams to get their what they need uh, without helping out the other one. So yeah. I just think that's the route they'll go. Yeah, I don't think the Mariners would want to help bail the Rangers out of their legitimate pitching concerns heading into this uh, upcoming season. And the Rangers, I mean, they've already lost Mitch Garver to the Mariners, so they've already lost some firepower from that lineup. Great lineup this past season. Mm-hmm. You, I don't see them subtracting from that even further. Plus, Garcia's coming off of a career year. He's more than affordable still. Uh, only projected to make $6.5 million in arbitration. And he's the heart and soul of that team. He was the heart and soul of that championship run that they went on. He is, like, obviously Corey Seager's the best player on that team. Mm-hmm. But Garcia is the guy there in sure. Texas. I just like, don't see them Julio's, trading him. Julio's the best player for the Mariners, but JP's the guy. Like, yeah. Uh, but hey, you know what? Thanks for giving us our thumbnail and our title. Really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Can the Mariners trade for Adolis Garcia? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exclamation yeah. point. Uh, so for, forty grade just for for that. <laughs> Realism's a twenty. So that's like I was gonna grade. give it for for context. I was gonna give it like a twenty five or a thirty, but you get a forty <laughs> because you gave us our thumbnail and title. Sure. Um, yeah. I'll give it a 35, but if this episode breaks 5K views, then I'll pump it up to a 45. That's your <laughs> okay. that's your incentive right there. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure you, you'll definitely circle back on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Daisy. Yeah, thank you, Daisy. All right, next one here comes from Campbell. Angels get Gabby Gonzalez, Emerson Hancock, Jonathan Classe, and Axel Sanchez for Mickey Moniak and Taylor Ward from the Angels. Someone's been listening to the Patreon show. Colby, what do you think? Yeah, Ty's a huge fan of Mickey Moniak, and it's pretty easy to see why. Uh, right. That he can't hit lefties and that he ran a 2.5% walk rate with a 30% K rate. Like he's basically Teoscar Hernandez on steroids. Right. Um, but I mean, that worked out so great. So why sure, not do it sure, again? Totally. Yeah. Except yeah. for, you know, he's a lefty and he can legitimately play some defense. Uh, Angels are. Not shopping. We have not seen that report, but they are getting interest in a lot of their controllable guys. Doesn't sound like the Angels are wanting to rebuild. However, uh, they're in the hunt on apparently JD Martinez and, and Blake Snell. So, Teo. Uh, yeah, which would be perfect. Um, so, they ask her and is a Mickey Moniak in the same outfield. Why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it doesn't sound like they're going to rebuild. Uh, so I think you're going to have to come with like legitimately good MLB ready guys mm-hmm. uh, for Taylor war. They might legitimately ask you for Bryce Miller or, or Brian will. Um, and at that point you say, ha ha ha. No, <laughs> goodbye. Unless can I also get like Reed Detmers <laughs> at which point they say, okay, ha ha. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I Gabby Gonzalez, Emerson Hancock, Jonathan Classe. Hancock and Klaus Han- Hancock would help the angels this year if he's healthy. No. Klaus, might at some point, but uh, maybe, maybe not. Axel yeah. Sanchez is a throw in. Uh, Gonzalez isn't going to help them this year. So you're asking him to take away two majorly contributing pieces for one guy who might help them this year. And they're not going to rebuild. Like, yeah, I think if, if they're doing this trade, you kind of have to either force them to rebuild, which means you're giving them like Harry Ford and Gonzalez and, Classe for one of these guys, or 
you're giving them Miller or Wu, which yeah. I don't think Seattle should do as much as I really like Taylor Ward, but yeah. I wouldn't trade Miller or Wu for, for Taylor Ward. No. Uh, also, Emerson Hancock with his injury history seems like a great fit for the uh, Angels pitching development team. It's weird because they, they do produce some good pitchers. Suarez, yeah. Detmers had a good year. Sandoval I really like, but they always get hurt. They always get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I like Taylor Ward. Um, there's also, by the way, the the there's a reason that the Angels are one of only two teams Jerry Depoto's never made a trade with. Yeah, it's because that ownership group holds a grudge. So, are they going to be willing to help Jerry Depoto? I don't know. I think their front office would be interested in having conversations yeah. with Jerry Depoto. Would their owner allow them to? Maybe. Maybe that's softened, but maybe not. So uh, yeah. it, that's it, another thing you have to consider. It doesn't feel like a coincidence that the two teams Jerry Depoto hasn't made a trade with during his tenure in Seattle, which is closing in on a decade now, uh, is with two teams that he's been in the front offices of, Colorado Rockies and the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I'll excuse the Rockies one, though, because they're legitimately dumb. They're just office. weird and and dumb. But the, the Angels won. Yeah, the, the team that yeah. Jerry resigned from and then went to their division rival to be their GM. Sure. Yeah, the, 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 they, they might proceeded to kick their butts. They, they might level, feel like, some type yeah. of way, especially after trying to control what Jerry could do, where Jerry basically wasn't even a GM at that point, where right. it was just social and Moreno. Head. Yep. Yeah. 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 So uh, good idea. I like Taylor Ward, and I'm not saying that they they definitely don't have, because it does feel like no. Nasty. If this was any other team, I think this is a really solid trade. I still feel but, like you'd have to replace Gonzalez with Ford, or or maybe even uh, Colt Emerson, but or maybe you have to even add Ford to Gonzalez to this package, because mm-hmm. uh, again, you kind of have to force the Angels to rebuild because roster wise, it's not an awful roster, and we've talked about this a lot. Eighty five ish wins puts you right in the mix for a playoff spot. The Angels roster with some luck in IE health. Uh and specifically could, the health of Mike Trout. Sure. They could win 80, 83, 85 games and they'd be right in the mix. Yeah. So yeah. uh yeah, they should rebuild because their farm system's terrible. They're an aging core, but I don't know if they're going to, but I I, I like the idea. I do. Uh and I'm yeah. a big Taylor Ward fan. So I'll say forty five. I think you're on the right track. It just it needs a little bit of work. I'll go, I'll split forty five and fifty, call it 47 and a half, 48. Yeah. in that fence. We got more trades coming up here in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Lockdown Mariners podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. And the Mariners might not be playing right now, but the Kraken and Seahawks are. So whether the action is on turf or on the ice, whether it's Jared McCann or Geno Smith, you can bet on it all with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. 
And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen here on Fan Fiction Friday. And as a reminder, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. And before we get back into your trades, we've got a little bit of an announcement to make. Uh, We know that quite a lot of you that have tried to get involved in Mailbag Monday, Fan Fiction Friday, aren't on Twitter. And we typically only use Twitter because it's hard to keep track of all the questions and trade submissions we get via email and in the comments on YouTube. So we usually just stick to Twitter, but now we're going to give you a way to submit questions in just one spot. We're going to have a Google doc. It's going to be linked in the description of this episode here on YouTube and in the description of the episodes on uh, podcast platforms. So all you have to do is go to the description, click the link and it'll take you to a place where you can ask us questions. Uh, you can sign off your name if you want to, You can keep it anonymous. doesn't really matter. Uh, And we'll try to get to as many as we can. And we're going to start doing that uh, for this upcoming Mailbag Monday. So link will be in the description of this episode. So go over there if you have a question you want us to answer on Monday's show on the first of the year. All right, let's get back into these trade proposals. We got one here from Matthew. It's a kind of a challenge trade, a prospect for prospect deal. Michael Arroyo for right-handed pitcher Nick Nestrini from the White Sox. I like this deal. I think this is a solid deal. I'm not sure if the White Sox would do this because Nestrini is pretty close and uh, the White Sox need pitching help. Uh, He's obviously had some command and control issues, but he has the potential for three legitimate plus pitches, uh, including that slider, which is disgusting. Uh, If the Mariners were able to pull this off, I'd be very excited about that. Uh, especially getting him uh, involved with the Mariners pitching development. Um, there's definitely some question marks here, like I said, but I really like the arm here. Uh, I just don't know if the White Sox would do this. Um, I'll give this one a 50, though. It's it's creative. Uh, I don't think it's super unrealistic. Uh, I just, I don't, I can't wrap my head around the White Sox actually doing this, but I think the valuation is fairly close. Fairly close. I mean, it kind of depends on what the White Sox want to do this year and next year. Yeah. Uh, because giving up an arm that could help you this year and could yeah. explode, you know, at any point, pretty counterproductive unless you're getting a really good player back. So uh, Arroyo, kind of an up and down year, but obviously a, a pretty good prospect. Um, I wonder maybe the uh, the White Sox would look at this and say, what if instead you give us like, Laz Montez, who is a little bit safer, a little bit closer to the big leagues, and like Taylor Trammell to kind of give us a, a lottery ticket that we can use this year uh, and, and do that. Or or it's give us Michael Morales, or I, I think you can make an argument that Emerson Hancock straight up is, is a fair trade here because it's safety for upside, essentially. Right. Uh, but I, I think that defeats the purpose. What you're looking for here is AAA depth that you can add in line behind Hancock and because the Mariners don't really have any. So uh, I like the idea of going out and, and, you know, getting a unproven upside play to be, you know, the number two, number three guy in, in Tacoma or 
Arkansas. It doesn't really matter where they send them, yeah. but uh, then, you know, my give preference him a shot would be Arkansas, but sure. Give him a shot in spring training. Uh, see what he looks like. Maybe you move him to the bullpen right away. If you think that he can help you out there, kind of like brash. Uh, and it is kind of similar to brash where it's really good stuff. Just needs to tweak a little bit. needs to find the strikes a little more often. Uh, I think it's going to cost you more than a Royo, but I think it's a, a good idea. Uh, but I just wonder if the white Sox are interested in a player who's so far away. So, yeah. uh, I'll say, I, I think it's a, I think it's a 55, 60, on like Ooh. idea i think it's probably Ooh. like a 40 on execution but i'm making some assumptions about the white Sox front office that i yeah. don't know one way or the other so yeah i'll give it a solid 50 overall i think it's yeah. an interesting idea so we're in agreement on that one i really like that deal so thank you so much for your submission matthew uh we're gonna transition here to blear 91 who has a deal with the orioles anthony santander and cnl perez for Emerson Hancock and Jonathan Classe. This isn't enough for, for Santander in my mind. Um, with Hancock's injury concerns, you know, he obviously finished the year on the IL. He's overall pretty unspectacular. I know the, the Orioles aren't going to spend much money and they do need pitching help. They do need rotation help. I just don't know if they're going to send one of their best bats the other way to, to get someone with a very limited ceiling like Hancock. There's safety there in, in terms of like what he is when he's healthy, but there's also a lack of safety in that he hasn't really been able to stay healthy in his professional career. I'm not really sure what uh, A does in this deal either. Yeah, you uh, also get Perez, who's a pretty solid. decent part of their bullpen. Yeah, particularly against lefties. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what A does because, you know, if... Like he's not in their plans uh, if they acquire him because they have four or five guys who are ahead of him. Uh, simply put, maybe they really like him. I don't know, but uh, I, I don't think that's too much for Santander because, like you said, the Orioles are cheap. And what they could do is they could trade Santander and not pay him the twelve million dollars, and then spend that twelve million and go out and get, you know, I mean James Paxton or somebody like that, and then it's not just Hancock, you know, that you're putting in your rotation at the cost of Santander, it's Hancock and whatever you spend the money on. Yeah. Uh, I, I just Santander- feel like if, if the Mariners could get Anthony Santander for Emerson Hancock, I feel like they would have done it by now. I don't think so because Hancock really? is a pretty important part for the Mariners because they don't have rotation depth. He is yeah. the number six right now. Yeah. And your number four and your number four, you know, and five just said, but, but would you expansion. let having a number six, get in the way of getting a, a, a potential difference maker in the middle of your lineup in 2024. Sure they, do they think Santander is a difference maker? I mean, he has been for the last couple of years. Is there's long stretches where he's just another dude. Like he's also a really bad defender. Yeah. So he's probably a DH only type, but I mean, I guess if you live with Teoscar Hernandez for, you know, six months, you could live with Santander for six months. I don't know. I don't think that's too far off. Uh, valuation wise, I think the Perez thing tips it over the scale a little too much. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like it, a part of this also is how do the how do the Orioles feel about Kierstad? How do they feel about uh, Kowser? You know, how do they feel about Hayes and Montcastle? What are they going to do with those guys? Uh, I do wonder if maybe Ty France could be in play here mm-hmm. uh, to kind of help even out salaries and whatnot, but seems unlikely so uh i i don't i'm I'm just a little bit 
confused about what the Orioles want to do because in theory with all this position like depth, all this position player depth and a limited budget, Santander is a guy that they should trade because I feel like they can replace him. Yeah. They haven't really shown any interest in doing any of that. So I'm not really sure where they, where they stand on this. Yeah. I don't think adding salary on the, on the Mariners behalf makes much sense here because I think part of the allure and part of the reason that maybe the Orioles would actually trade Santander for Hancock is getting rid of his contract, right? Getting rid of his money. Um, so I don't think France would, would make too much sense here. Um, yeah, I'll go 40. I'll go 45. I think it's pretty close, but again, I'm, I don't know. Like I I'm confused by what Baltimore's plan is. Right. Uh, right now. I mean, it's a not, lot of it's not a lot of fan fiction Friday is making assumptions about sure, other but, front offices and the motivations of other front offices. So sure, but Baltimore's a little bit weird because they just won a hundred and eight games or yeah. whatever, and then sounds like they might cut payroll again. <laughs> like so, it's a yeah. little hard to. But they've also been linked to like uh, they're linked to Imanaga, I think, and it's like that that seems counter. So. They also gave thirteen million dollars to Craig Kimbrell, right? So yeah, yeah. So that's an overpay, by the way. But like, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I'll say forty-five. I think Hancock for Santander is actually pretty fair. You're listening to the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen here on Fan Fiction Friday. We got three more trades to go over. Justin has a deal here with the Royals. MJ Melendez, who's a favorite i guess i would say of yours coley and uh, for emerson hancock and alberto rodriguez melendez of course a uh catcher in in name he can be stationed behind the plate he has been sure. stationed in a corner outfield spot right sure. I, I think that i think that's the language we agreed upon here you know to uh mm-hmm. when talking about someone that has played positions but isn't particularly good at any of them um yeah so Melendez, young player, club controlled, uh, some interesting things in the bat. What do you think about that for Hancock and Rodriguez? A lot of people trying to trade Emerson Hancock today. Yeah. Uh, trying to trade him like he's Kyle Gibson. Imagine that. Right. Um, so I like Melendez. Don't love him. Uh, he was sneakily one of the better hitters in the American League in the second half of last year. Power really started to show up. He's got left-handed pull power. That ballpark in Kansas City, not best suited for home runs. Uh, certainly a good place to hit for doubles and triples, but uh, I think Melendez's right power inside would the park play. home runs. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think uh, Melendez's power would actually play up pretty nice at T-Mobile, but he is a bad defender. Doesn't matter where you put him, he's bad. Uh, now, last year was kind of the first year where he was a full-time outfielder, so it's possible that he can improve uh, but I think at best he's Teoscar Hernandez out there defensively, and he's not even a sure bet to be, you know, what Teo was at the plate last year because he's never had a WRC plus of a hundred in his career. So uh, it's kind of all upside here. You're taking a shot. He's got four years of club control left, maybe five. I'm not quite sure what the cutoff date is, but again, at Hancock, you're giving up like pretty much your entire pitching depth which is a problem but yeah, yeah. you're giving that up for a guy who's never even been league average for an entire season yeah uh, yeah if, I don't if, know. if you told me that the orioles would actually trade santander for that package that we just talked about 
and, and the Royals would do this, you know, and I had the option of the two, I'd pick the Santander one. You know, club control be damned, upside sure. be damned. I, I'd rather just go for the sure thing. I'm trading sure. Hancock. Relatively sure thing, yeah. R- relatively sure thing, you, you know. Sure. I mean, he's produced the last couple of years, so. Yeah, I mean, certainly more than Melendez has. Um, yeah. I think this is probably about what the Royals would ask, though. I, I think that's this is probably, and I think Seattle ultimately would say no. But if Kansas City wanted to add like Samad Taylor or yeah. um you know uh Irving, the the catcher uh who yeah, hit a little bit last me. year yeah mm-hmm. if they wanted to add a second piece who could conceivably help me then i might be interested in this and i and again i'm a melendez guy i think he can hit i yeah. think he will hit but do i want to take a shot on it being 2024 ideally no especially when it might be your second best bet that you get after garver yeah, like I don't yeah. know. Like I would love for Melendez to be the fourth bat I bring in. I think you have about what Kansas City would ask for, realistically. Yeah. Um, so I'll give it like a forty-five. It's it's close, and I wouldn't be upset if Seattle made a move like this. But I'd be like, okay, what do you, what are you doing with the pitching now? Like, what's mm-hmm. what's the game plan? Because it can't be Jimmy Joyce with all yeah. due respect. I'll follow your lead on this one because you've done more uh, research into Melinda's. So I'll go 45. And also because, you know, uh, all I do here on the show is copy your opinions, as we all know. Whatever you say, Mr. Podcast. I just try to phrase them in in different ways to make it seem like I'm not copying your thoughts and opinions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Thanks. As has been established. Mark here has a deal with the A's. So um, if not Emerson Hancock and Alberto Rodriguez for MJ Melendez, how about Emerson Hancock, Alberto Rodriguez, and Taylor Dollard for Brent Rooker and Paul Blackburn? Don't think the A's are doing that. No, I don't. No, not at all. Uh, The A's will take bulk on occasion. They, They will. But this is a little too bulky. That makes Taylor sense Dollar does nothing. He, like, yeah, he, he does, does literally nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, no offense to Taylor Dollar, but like right now, coming off the injury, just as an asset. Mid, yeah, yeah. He just doesn't like have it. Yeah. Like you're better off just keeping Dollar and rehabbing him and yeah. seeing if maybe he can be a part of your rotation, like in an emergency uh, next yeah. year. Uh, but yeah, he does nothing to this deal. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Rooker, also, as you guys know. Uh, Blackburn to me is just kind of a number five starter, maybe a number four. Um, and I feel like they're going to ask for something that does not reflect who Paul Blackburn really is. Sure. I mean, they're, I guess they're going to pretend that they're not afraid of Paul Blackburn's $1.5 million contract, but yeah, yeah that totally seems like something the A's would do. Um, so yeah, uh, too bulky uh, for this deal to get done. Um, I think you could interest them in like, Class A and Hancock for Rooker, straight up. Uh, they might do that for Blackburn, straight up. But you put them together, like they're going to be like, "Oh, cool! Give us Michael Arroyo, give us Gabriel Gonzalez, and give us, you know, yeah, Teddy McGraw or, or whoever it is." Right? Like, right. it's it's what's really tough about these trades is that the Mariners don't really have what most teams want to like kind of round out these trades, which is pitching. Yeah. Because they, they, they really need lack, to, like, they uh, really need to go hard after pitching in the draft. Yeah, I mean, because right now, like, legitimately, after Hancock, like the best pitcher in the Mariners system, Phillips, maybe 
who they just acquired in the Kelnick trade. Yeah. Maybe McGraw, both of whom coming off of major injuries. Yeah. Morales didn't really take a step forward. Bowen, a lot of reliever risk there. Uh, so, yeah, this Boy, feels like too much bulk. Yeah. 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 This feels like too much bulk uh, for me. So I'm going to say like 35-ish. I think if you had done this package for one of these guys, I could mm-hmm. maybe go 45. I'd still think it's a tiny bit light, but not, not the end of the world. Uh, but I think Ty's right. I think there's a... a chance that Oakland looks at this and be like, oh, we're going to cash in, even though the starting pitching market is really deep in free agency. And there's like 12 Paul Blackburns that people can give Paul Blackburns an all star. Colby. Sure. He's an all-star. sure. So we'll go back and yet he's a free agent. He's going <laughs> to sign a minor league deal. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rooker is an all star. So yeah. Two all stars in one trade. Colby. <laughs> I, I, that to me says Harry Ford plus. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're that dumb, but I just don't think Dollard and Rodriguez do much. For I, I think they definitely would like start with Gabby Gonzalez. Oh, sure, sure. At least they could at start least. there, but at least, yeah. I mean, I could but see. Them I, in, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, "Yeah, Harry Ford." Sure. I mean, I yeah. I laugh at their face. Yeah, uh, no, I'd but, immediately hang up and ridicule yeah, them. Like not even like uh, a response, but yeah. I bet they really like like Ty Pete. That's a guy who could, they could develop over three or four years, and by the time they're in Vegas, like he could be the the face of their franchise, type of guy. Like he's got that upside. I but. would I would like Ty Pete to be one of the faces of my franchise personally, but I'm both I mean, different. You've never even met Brent Rooker though, so right. Uh, right. So yeah. he did say that his favorite ballpark is T-Mobile Park. So yep, mm-hmm. he's so. definitely been kissing up a little bit. Not qu- he's not quite as thirsty as Blake Snell. No, Blake from no, no, no one could be as thirsty as Blake from <laughs> yeah. Shoreline. Yeah, but I, I don't think that the A's look at Rodriguez and Dollard as anything in this trade. So right. Hancock for those two, not going to happen. Hancock and Farmello, Hancock, Farmello, and you know, Classe, maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, did I give a grade for that one? Uh, if not. 40 40 40 okay yeah last trade here from alex tigers get jose caballero and taylor Tremel, and the mariners get third baseman slash corner outfielder justin henry malloy and outfielder justice big b no uh that's no i no no <laughs> that's not no <laughs> sorry but no um yeah. Malloy is like a legitimate prospect and Bigby is coming off a really, really nice year down in the minors as well. Like I just for Jose yeah. Caballero and Taylor Trammell, who I mean the Mariners are going to DFA Taylor Trammell at some point. He's out of minor league options. He's not making the small club. I mean, as I currently mean, constructed, he might, but <laughs> sure, because they hopefully I mean, the, the, the Mariners don't go to spring training as currently constructed. Um sure. and, and so you know, when they DFA him, um the Tigers will have a pretty decent chance at just yeah, they can just him. claim him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two things on Justin Henry Malloy. Uh, first of all, the walk uh, number is astounding. It's like eighteen percent walk rate. Yeah. Uh, with some pretty good pop. He's a legit prospect. The other thing is, a lot of times when you see somebody who has like a slash in their position uh, as a prospect, typically what that means is they suck at both of them. And that's yeah. the case here. Like yeah. he cannot play third base. He cannot play in the outfield. He's a first baseman, but these yeah. are two guys who could conceivably help the tigers this year. 
and they could help them more than Caballero and, and Trammell, even though those two guys have major league experience. So uh, to me, this is wishful thinking. I think if you want like Malloy, then you're going to have to give up a better prospect who is further away to kind of balance that out. So it's like, they might be like, Oh, you're interested in it. Fine. We'll give him to you for Harry Ford. Like, because Malloy's ready to go. He's probably going to make his major league debut this year. The bat is something that a lot of people believe in and you just stick him at first base. Like it's, it's not a huge deal. So I don't see it. Big B's an, uh, yeah, Big B's an interesting guy. Uh, he's also probably going to make his debut this year. This is just your, the tigers are trading upside for, mm. I don't even really want to say safety because yeah. there's a good chance that uh, Trammell and Caballero aren't on your 40 man at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's wishful thinking. I think you got to throw in like a legitimate prospect. Uh, yeah. So yeah, 30, 35, 25. Ooh. Yeah. And in the year on a sour note, just keep in mind you pick the order of these trades, so that's on you. True, true. Um, all right. So, like I said earlier, this is possibly the last show of 2023. It's the last scheduled show of 2023, at least. But mm-hmm. uh, you know that the last scheduled show of a you know week or month or year has never stopped Jerry Depoto from uh, doing something. So we might be back before the year is out but if not happy new year to you and yours um thank you guys so much for a wonderful 2023 uh we reached some really cool milestones over the course of this year uh 10,000 subscribers on youtube of course over 2 million downloads and views across youtube and podcast platforms uh we just missed the 1 million download mark on the uh podcast platforms we're currently at about 950,000 on the year i would so assume we're probably going to finish somewhere yeah right i assume though we're probably going to finish somewhere in the 953 954ish thousand range share this uh, episode guys blow it up right 50,000 views we need yeah, 50,000 views on the next uh two and a half days or so uh (laughs) but yeah so thank you guys so much thank you guys so much though for all of your support thank you guys so much for uh constantly tuning into the show uh, and helping us grow this thing to uh to where it's uh it's gotten and uh looking forward to more growth in uh 2024 looking forward to growing this community more looking forward to growing the show more looking forward to doing more cool stuff and bringing on some cool guests and doing some cool projects and giveaways and all that stuff in 2024 and hey maybe the you know the baseball team we cover might actually you know do us a favor and make the playoffs because uh had they done that probably wouldn't be talking about being fifty thousand short of uh of a million podcast downloads but uh i digress i digress yeah yeah but uh to to a wonderful 2024 uh colby before we get out of here favorite moment in 2023 putting you on the spot uh not really because it's a pretty obvious answer uh you guys raised fifteen thousand dollars for um um feeding america so and ty got that tattoo which somebody asked if you had gotten like they they didn't they never saw so it's (laughs) like yeah it's right there uh yeah fifteen thousand dollars probably gonna do something similar i don't know if it'll be feeding america again probably it's really good value uh, in terms of donation um so we'll probably do that again in 2024 don't think we'll quite hit 15,000 this time, but you know, we'll, we'll see what you guys can do. And, and 
uh, yeah, that one, that one's pretty obvious, uh, to me that that's, uh, beyond baseball and beyond the podcast and mm-hmm. shows what a good community you guys are, including the, the two guys who are the two groups or whatever, uh, the two donations that totaled like $8,000 in the last two or three days to force Ty to get that tattoo, which he was going to yeah. get anyways. Uh, right, right, so right. Yeah. yeah, uh, that that's, that's definitely the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard to top that one. Um, yeah a more personal favorite moment uh, of mine uh us being able to manage that weird ass schedule we had back in march <laughs> with both of us <laughs> traveling at very sure. different times yep. but both of us traveling to the same place but at different points in time a week and a <laughs> month apart, sure yep, yep still haven't met each other in, in uh no nope. person you know we we did get a jerry interview like so. we did get a jerry depoto interview yeah that's sure wow. that, that's that was there that was technically this year. I think that was in January, yeah. but that was yeah. technically this year. Yep. So that feels like a long time ago. But uh, but yeah, we did interview Jerry. Uh, we interviewed uh, some really cool players like uh, Penn Murphy and Darren mm-hmm. Bowen, uh, who mm-hmm. were very gracious with their time. Um, and, uh, you know, shout out to, to some of our other guests that we've had on here, like Jordan Schusterman, Gary Hill, of course. Uh, so it's been a really, really, really fun year here on the show and uh, looking forward to an even bigger and better year in 2024 so that's going to do it for us thank you so much for joining us here on the locked on mirrors podcast colby patnode i'm tiding gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at ty dane gonzalez and colby at cpat 11 that's cpat 11 you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode thank you again for making us your first listen to have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you next year peace At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.